G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Our special guest today is a well-known and entertaining speaker who has a new book sharing stories of his life with crocodiles, buffaloes and Christian ministry. In fact, he's known as Pastor Crocodile Dundee after living in the Northern Territory and spending time as a pastor in the United States. He's one of Australia's best-known authors, having brought elements of Australia's military history to life in books like 800 Horsemen, The Anzac Spirit, Fighting Mackenzie Anzac Chaplin, and Billy, the story of a young Aboriginal boy who rides off to join the light horse. Well, we'll talk a little about Australia's military history too and the shaping of our national character given today is Remembrance Day. But Cole Stringer's new book is called Whatever Happened to Joy? He Who Laughs Last, Lasts and Lasts. He says if you lose your joy, you lose your strength. Cole Stringer, a special welcome back to 2020. Hey, thank you. Morning. How are you? Good, Cole. Hey, uh, congratulations on the new book. Uh, If we were... Keep and count. <laughs> How many is that now? Is that something like twenty-five? Uh, um, over thirty. It's over thirty. All right. Well, uh, it, that's pretty amazing. Uh, you're going to leave a tremendous legacy with uh, all of these writings that you have. Let's just touch on the new book because uh, we're going to talk about uh, today being a special day. It's Remembrance Day. Lots of people will be remembering that's fallen right. servicemen and women, loved ones. But uh, but touching on your book here, the new one, Whatever Happened to Joy? He Who Laughs Last, Lasts and Lasts. It's almost a tongue twister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, um, I just sort of, uh, for a long time, well, particularly since lockdown and COVID and all that, so many people seem to be depressed. I mean, and, depression and anxiety, suicide. I mean, I, th- I think we've forgotten how to laugh. So, Interesting laughing. Some people have an impression of Christians, uh, like you've been sucking on lemons, mm-hmm. uh, not able to laugh, and maybe we're a little more cautious about what we laugh at. Trouble is, some things that are said that are not so, uh, so not so Christian can actually be very funny, and uh, so we laugh at things that are funny. We want to be able to think that things are funny and in line with our faith too. Not always so easy though. But joy is supposed to be a fruit of the spirit. In fact, it's right after love. It's squeezed in between love and peace. We seem to forget about that. if love's the gold medal and joy's the silver medal, but. Uh, if it's a fruit of the Spirit, I think we've had a crop failure. Okay, and, and it's not just laughing at something that's funny as a joke. It's actually having some level of joy, and sometimes we want to define what that joy looks like. You might have been thinking through that. What does that joy look like as it wells up in the individual? You know, it comes from the depths of the innermost being uh, to to actually characterize who we are and the way we face the world. How do you define joy? Well, 
uh, Jesus talks about my joy. So he must have had some to be able to say my joy might remain with you. He didn't say it will. He said it might remain and that your joy might be full. But, but I love Acts 20 from Paul in verse 24. He says, none of these things move me. <laughs> I love that. He's stoned and whipped and beaten. He says, but none of these things move me. And he says that I might count my, li- my life dear to myself so I might finish my race or my course with joy. And joy is not the name of his wife. And he goes on to say, In the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Now you think about it. I mean, he's writing this in Acts forever. It's in the Bible. He could have said, you know, I might finish my course with great signs and wonders and prophetic words and healings. And that would be awesome, but he doesn't. He said, I might finish it with joy. Because I do believe, as Nehemiah says, if you lose your joy, you lose your strength. So I just find it interesting that he would say that I want to finish. Now, a lot of people don't finish anything. <laughs> I feel a love's going to come now. But we don't. We don't stay in the same marriage. Uh, we don't stay in the same job. I don't stay in the same town anymore. You know, my mum and dad, as I shared before, were married for 74 years. And how do you do that? I mean... And the thing that I remember was they had a sense of humour. Could, could I just say one thing? When I got saved, I had a gun shop in Darwin. I mean, that's not the normal, you know, like, so front up to the local, Jen was a Catholic, everybody was a Catholic once, you know, but we front up to the local church. And I, I'm not being smart. I just said, God, did all the nerds get saved? There's nobody here with any sort of sense of humour whatsoever, you know, like, and that that really bothered me. If, if joy is a fruit of the Spirit, well, we've had a crop failure somewhere. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, you're reflecting on uh, owning a gun shop, and I'm not sure whether you were a pastor at the time. No, uh, you know, no, no. So, uh, so there's a little bit of a difference there. But you, when you came into the Christian community, began to lead Christians, uh, and you were exposed to the sort of clientele that came into the gun shop. Uh, the guy who goes hunting on the weekend or on the weekday, yeah. uh, the sort of, uh, you know, is this an Aussie Ocko character trait uh, that there is something of a sense of humour in there that is different to the sort of sense of humour that you notice in Christians? Well, think about this a few years ago. Remember the Rodney Howard Brown, Kenneth, K, uh, Cope, uh, Kenneth Hagen uh, move of the spirit where people were rolling laughing? Now, we didn't even know what we were laughing at. I mean, it didn't really make any sense. But obviously God knew what we needed. And I I just sort of feel after the lockdown and COVID, we've just lost the ability to laugh. I mean, talk to most people that that, uh, if that most people, I mean, even in the street, they're not they're not happy. Uh, You know, I mean, they they think if I go to Bali, I'll be happy. No, you won't. Because when you look in the mirror, you took your biggest problem with you, you know, so. It's something deep within us, as you say. It's not just laugh, laugh, funny, funny, clowns. It's something. Joy is the fruit of the Spirit. It's interesting for you to reflect on that time. Uh, Back in the 1990s, I think that would have been, uh, when people were having these laughing experiences in church. And uh, a little bit off-putting for some. They were trying to sit there and listen. And uh, and people in church were having these experiences, and sometimes not just a single, but uh, breaking out in uh, pockets around the church of people having this. Um, I'm not sure whether you can say it's uncontrollable, 
but people who are feeling a sort of a sense of freedom to be able to laugh. And I wonder whether it might have been in response to the fact that people were doing things pretty tough at times. There was, uh, you know, there was tough times uh, early 1990s, as I recall. Uh, so when tough times come, is that something of a, you know, is that a, a, you know, a foundation for what God might do in bringing some sort of spirituality to laughter? I don't, I don't <laughs> Sorry, really know. I'm you in the deep end here. <laughs> hey, it's, it's not all contrived, I must say, for listeners. So, uh, you know, but, to, you know, this is, this is something significant, though, isn't it? Because if you're going through hard times today, you're not just going to remember something that happened 25, 30 years ago. You might want to have, you might have a desire in your heart to have some special touch from God that brings some joy out of the all the bad things happening to you. Well, in Nehemiah, I love that passage in Nehemiah. We won't read it all, but you know how many the the the, the priest is reading the law to the people, and so they're all crying, they're all weeping. You know, around about verses uh, eight and nine, but then in verse ten he says, uh, uh, "Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions to those for whom nothing's prepared, for this day is holy, and do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength." But it goes on to say, "And all the people, not some of the people." But all the people went their way to eat, drink, and rejoice greatly. When's the last time you've been in the church where all the people left rejoicing? Well, that's right. Uh, you know, listeners can reflect on their own church experience. And, you know, there are some churches that do have, you know, friendship groups that yeah. do like to have a laugh together. But the, and you might be on the you might be on the outer thinking, I wish I was part of that group. But this is all <laughs> a, this is all the people. One hundred percent. I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful to be in a service where one hundred percent of the people did anything together? Because some do, some don't, some will, some won't, some criticize, some. But all it says, all the people, one hundred percent of the people left rejoicing. Why? Because they understood the words that were declared to them. You know, I was having devotion time this morning and some listeners might have been reading the word for today and uh, I think there's a psalm that we were reading. I can't remember the name of the, the, the number of the psalm right now, but uh, the reminder that there is nothing good for us or in us apart from God. Mm. And sometimes we let all the things, the circumstances, the things we own dictate whether we feel joyful or not. But when we come to Christ, when our faith is in him, when we're followers of him and his mission, then he is the most important thing. Oh. He's the only thing that's yep. valuable. So yep. Yep. Uh, so getting your joy from that. And perhaps that's a, a journey that people are on and they come to a point where they recognize that, Cole? Oh, what about Proverbs? It tells us, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries your bones. I mean, it's even in Scripture, like joy is a healing. When you laugh, it releases endorphins into your bloodstream, which is a natural healing agent. There's only two ways you can release them, jogging or laughing, and I'd sooner laugh for an hour than jog for an hour. But if you're into pain, go for it. <laughs> but in an interesting, a merry heart doeth good like... That, that's, that's, that's Bible. But so many... Anyway, we were just at a funeral on Wednesday for a three-year-old young boy, just beautiful young man. And, you know, that spirit of grief jumps on you. It's hard sometimes to, you know, and I'm not saying you walk around laughing like an idiot, but joy is something within you. You know, it, it gives you the strength 
we, we lost our house in Cyclone Tracy, you know. So, hey, I was, I was depressed like everybody else was depressed. But there's something inside of you, irregardless or regardless of the external circumstances, and that's that joy. My joy may remain in you. Well, Jesus even it talks about oh, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Now, think about that. I mean, he was joyful that you and I don't have to go through that. He did that for us. You know, interesting that we're having a conversation today, and because you've got a new book, uh, Whatever Happened to Joy, uh, we've got that connection there. But some might be thinking, oh, that doesn't sort of fit with the feeling you're supposed to have on Remembrance Day, this commemoration feeling. But... I want to draw a little connection here to something that actually appears on the RSL website because I went to the RSL website this morning just just to find out what's going on, what sort of reflections uh, they have for Remembrance Day. Let me give you a quote from the RSL website and it's about laughter. Laughter can improve our emotional health, strengthen our relationships and reduce our mental load. It can boost our immune system, lift our mood alleviate pain and protect us from the damaging effects of stress. Quite simply, it's like a safety valve for our brain. The RSL is reminding every returned serviceman and woman that uh, when you've seen and been exposed to some of the horrors of war, that don't forget to laugh. And uh, so, yes, very much a part of a Remembrance Day commemoration, this thought, don't forget to laugh. Well, and my grandfather was light horse, and the thing that I remember, same with my dad, was they had a great sense of humour. Like you know, with the uh, with the light horse, I I interviewed some of the old blokes before they died when I did this book. And one old guy said, "You know why I made the charge on Beer Sheba?" I said, "No." He said, "Somebody knocked the Sheba off the sign. I just saw beer." <laughs> See, I, I love that. You know, and they're walking down the, the Gaza where Samson carried the city gates. You know, uh, they've just taken Beersheba, they've lost their hats and their uniforms and so most of them just got shorts, they're going to go for a swim, limping down the beach and this pompous British MP steps up and says, no shorts allowed on the beach, so they just dropped their shorts and kept walking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine my grandfather doing that, you know. So, I mean, even in the midst of such horrific things, the thing that keeps you sane, it may be the only thing that keeps you sane, is is the ability to laugh sometimes. Well, we might save some more conversation about laughter and about joy until uh, after the news. Uh, It is uh, a significant day. used to be called Armistice Day. These days it's Remembrance Day. And we are pausing, Cole, to remember those who have fought for our freedom, who have given their all, who've laid down their life. Uh, And, you know, we often use that scripture, don't we? Uh, You know, uh, uh, greater love has no man than this, than he who lays lays down his life for his brother. This is something very much that's become part of our Australian ethos. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so when we're talking through issues around Remembrance Day, uh, people pausing and reflecting, listening to the bugle call, there's something special happens when you when you hear that that bugle call, the last post. Any th- short reflection from you on that? I was on the way up this morning and uh, already had it because in New South Wales they're an hour early. That's it. So the, I had the <laughs> they already had the the last post and everything while I was driving up, but it's a bit hard to bow your head when you're driving on the freeway. 
but it's it's very significant and it, you know it's even, you know like i say just to hear that last post uh anzac day you know down at um, uh on the on the beach there at, at elephant rock i mean where you go there in carumban yep yeah and the dawn's just coming up you know and thousands of people and you just hear that last post that that trumpet blast that bugle coming out it's, it, it's very very moving it's very it's very very Aussie I believe anyway and significant uh, but it is remembrance day it's a time we remember and we mourn uh, this is not necessarily a time to get together and laugh at least not until after the commemoration service is over and of course on Anzac days, uh, there's a lot of laughter that goes on uh, yeah. with uh, those who have fought side by side, yes. e- even defended each other's lives in the trenches, and they right. find <clears throat> within themselves uh, the capacity to laugh. If you don't laugh, perhaps you remain in some level of misery. Any thoughts here about the sort of contrast that if you don't pursue some level of humour and laughter, uh, you might be setting yourself up for being pretty sour? Well, James, I think, gives you the answer. In James chapter 1, he says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials and temptations. Now, uh, a better translation, and what does count it mean? One, two, three, four. Count it means lead before your mind, focus on, meditate, bring it constantly. So he's telling us, uh, James is the New Testament equivalent to the book of Proverbs, wisdom, practical wisdom. And he's telling you how to go into a test or a trial by constantly leading joy. I mean, when I pray for people sometimes and they're, they're suffering and they're in pain and I say, hey, remember when you were a teenager, you're a 16-year-old young lady running along the beach, enjoying life. I said, go back to that. Take yourself back in your mind to those days and, and, and reflect, meditate on that. Jesus said, I come to give you joy. He didn't say, I come to give you misery. He said, I come to give you joy. Enjoy, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Go back to those times. So I think particularly in this day and age, after the lockdown and COVID and they're not doesn't seem to be even finished now, they're talking about another wave coming. Well, you, you better learn how to focus on joy. You and, you and I know the, the suicide rate is astronomical now, even among young people. Hey, there's even ministers taking their own lives. That's unheard of. When I, when I was growing up, I wasn't a Christian, but I never once in my life ever contemplated suicide. But now you've got believers and ministers because of the pressure of the world. You know, they don't think there's any hope, there's no future. And I'm not saying you just be stupid and go and laugh. And, but if you do lose your joy, you do lose your strength. And so that's why I believe it's so important that you, we do whatever to maintain your own mental health. You know... What's contagious? Uh, even you say, you, you know, there's new waves of COVID that are predicted and uh, some are saying, be cautious, but don't be afraid. Uh, but there's a certain sense in which if you are, uh, gro- you know, if you're uh, uh, in your misery, uh, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you know, where you're, wallowing you know, you're misery. wallowing, it's the word wallowing. Yeah, um, yeah. If you're wallowing in your misery, uh, perhaps there's something contagious in that. But I wonder if, joy itself is contagious too. So when you are feeling the pressures, uh, the rising cost of living, uh, the challenges that are going on with our relationships, what's happening with our wayward children, 
what's happening with our wayward grandchildren. Those sorts of things can send you into a place where you could easily just spiral into some misery. What about whether joy is contagious? You need to mix with people who actually under, understand and appreciate the joy of the Lord. Well, why is it that comedians are some of the highest paid entertainers? Because they give you the ability to laugh. For a moment, you can forget the world, <laughs> that the problems of the world, you know, and, and doesn't laughter give you a, a relief? I mean, you feel good when you have a real belly laugh. You feel good. I mean, I've seen people even in church come with all sorts of pains, but, you know, they get touched and they start to laugh. Remember the days they're rolling on the floor laughing. They get up and they say, the pain's gone, the symptom's gone. Nobody even touched them. But it says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. And, hey, God's smarter than you and me. And I know you've seen a lot of preachers over the years, and you do have some special memories, don't you? For those who you don't know whether you're hearing a preaching of the gospel and teaching about the Bible, or whether you're listening to a, communi- a, a, a comedian communicating from the <laughs> from the pulpit. I mean, uh, you know, some people have got a problem with that, and maybe that's a maybe that's a a good thing to reflect on, but. Uh, some preachers have got a gift of bringing that joy yes. that others don't. Well, I, I think it's more than just ha- let's have a couple of jokes before we preach. It's more that it comes in with the with the message. That's what I believe is more genuine. Like, just be real. You know, Aussies like just be fed income. Just just be real. And so this, I think the easiest thing for me anyway is just examples I've seen in my own life. Like my wife, she's got a great sense of humor. She'd have to have to live with me. But I, I'd lost a good friend and I, I was depressed. I really was. And I was flying back from overseas. And so she's going to meet me at the airport. So she got a blonde wig. She's got short, dark hair. So she got this Marilyn Monroe wig she hired, got a different dress, dark. It changes her whole appearance. My daughter didn't even recognize her. So I'm waiting for my bags and she came and stood alongside of me. Well, you don't look at everybody. I mean, somebody there. I'm just waiting for my bag, and she bumped into me. And I thought, you're just rude, lady. You're rude. And so I moved aside, and I'm waiting. And my bag came down, and I went to pick it up, and she grabbed me and spun me around and gave me this great big kiss. And I I went, what's the matter with you? And she pulled the wig off, and she said, just as well you didn't enjoy that, you would have got a bunch of fives. (laughs) But everybody around us started laughing. I mean, you know, it shocked me, but everybody around was laughing because it was was ridiculous. Should have gone to Specsavers, Cole Springer. <laughs> Should have gone somewhere. <laughs> yes. Hey, let's take a call. Anne is in Labrador in Queensland. Hi, Anne. Welcome along. Oh, lovely. I love that joke. Um, listen, I was just saying how wonderful it was. Last Sunday, our pastor was talking about this joy in his sermon. So, And then you come on today, on Tuesday, on the on Friday, and we had such a wonderful time, and we have a, a, a home group, and we reflect on the pastor's notes, and we were just having a wonderful time, you know, just uh, reflecting on what joy was and everything, and so it was so great that um, today you are reinforcing it. I'm glad your pastor <laughs> has bought Cole's new book. <laughs> I don't know, but he was. He was talking about that and laughter and stuff. And the week before, we had the week before in our home group, we were laughing our heads off about something. It was being patient, and and our our, our home group, you know, they they 
couple of guys in there about their patience and in the traffic and stuff, and we were laughing our heads off, you know. So we had a, we have a wonderful time. So it's just so great that that you just reminded of the joy again today. And those people in your home group. My suspicion yeah. is that you've been yeah. meeting together with that same group of friends for some time. And so when you get together, while, yeah. you already yeah. know each other in some level of yeah. personal uh, intimacy. And yeah. so yeah. Yeah. when someone says something funny, the natural thing is yeah. to let out that laugh. Cole, your thoughts yeah, for, yeah. for Anne? No, I, th- I think yeah. that's great. You've got a good past by the sound of it. So, yeah. I, I mean, I was thinking about when she was talking... You, you you have clubs today that you pay money to teach you to laugh. Now, this is a true story. A friend of mine went along and they kicked him out because he was laughing too much. He said, Cole, they kicked me out. <laughs> this is supposed to be a laughing club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, dear. And thank you so much for calling in and sharing that with us today. And from Labrador, our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. Something comes to mind here, and uh, you know personally the pastor at the church that I attend. His name is Brad Otto. Yes. Great and uh, I have noted Brad over the years, and I don't think you'll mind me saying this, but you know, in those sorts of conversations that could get serious, he has a wonderful way of lightening things. Mm. Even the fact of a smile on the face when yeah. you're confronting something that yeah. someone could take real offence at yeah. uh, and becomes and very serious. Do. <laughs> and uh, they And people do, but yeah. the smile can break the, yeah. the, the, the difficult situation. Some spread joy wherever they go, others whenever they go. I, I don't want to be the sort of person that can brighten up a room simply by leaving it. I mean, there's no shortage of people like that. I mean, you know people... That when you see them coming, they're just going to suck your joy right out of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, y- you know, for whatever reason, they just dump on you. But there's other people, like you said, like Brad, that actually, you know, it's a joy to be around. They lift you up. I I have said this, uh, not to him directly, but he probably will hear this, but uh, I've said that he's got this wonderful personality and uh, and I, I've coined this uh, this description the playful pastor and I know his heart is very serious in the sense of you know he's determined to lead a church well serve God and uh, preach the gospel and teach uh, with integrity from God's word but there's a playfulness around the way that he does that which we can I think all learn something from because we can take ourselves a bit too seriously sometimes But, you know, there's this serious element to us, but delivered in a playful way. Well, his wife, Kim, too, is a lovely lady. Just Kim is lovely. And, and I know that listeners will have heard both Brad and Kim on, the, on Vision and various uh, opportunities with, uh, with Rise and Shine and on Sunday yes. together. And, uh, yeah, they are a wonderful couple. Hey, let me talk to you about this for a moment here, Cole. When we laugh lots as children... Uh, children have got this innocence about them. That's right. Uh, yeah. They have no trouble laughing when something's funny. Uh, you know, with babies and toddlers, uh, we we do some, you know, crazy things and we just try to bring the laughter out of them and it flows and that smile that you just can light up a room. But we get a bit older, we get a bit more jaded yes. and we lose the opportunity of having that spontaneous have joy. A look, at, look at page one in my book. Look at the Aborigine 
the kids there, they, look at the joy on those faces. Uh, yes. I mean, just... Absolutely. And they've probably got yeah. nothing. And look at the joy there, you know, just the joy of being alive. Just the sheer joy of being alive. And like you say, and Jesus said, unless you come as a little child, you you won't even enter the kingdom of God. And, and it bothers me, as a, this is just me, as I say, when I see so many, you know, uh, depressed people, how do you lift them out of that depression? I, I, I quickly wanted to share with you because from Isaiah, the end time. What, what does the end time church look like? Well, if you go on YouTube, I mean, 666 and the stormtroopers are coming and food shortages, grab your gun and your food and head for the hills and live in a cave. And <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were talking about the news. <laughs> no, mate, go on That's YouTube, right. you'll see it, but... Hey, forget the, the prophets. This is the word of God. Now, Isaiah is gazing down the corridors of history, and he begins to prophesy in Isaiah chapter 35 in verse 8, a highway should be there, a road it should be called a highway of holiness, the unclean shall not pass. He goes on to say no lion will be there, but he says there, it shall not be found, but the redeemed shall walk there. If ever there was a generation that needed redemption, it's this generation. I mean, we've never had the the crime and the and the drugs that they have. And it says, and the ransom of the Lord shall return. And they'll come to Zion with singing. They'll come back to the church. And it says in that evident sign, that predominant sign with everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Now, if you think about it, why would it be predominant sign on your head? Because your face is on your head. And your face is the billboard for your soul. Whatever's going on in there is shown here. Fear shows on your face. Joy shows on your face. And he says the predominant sign of the end time church is everlasting joy. And my suspicion is that it won't be a manufactured expression yeah. on the faith. I mean, I paint on that smile. And yeah. uh, there's evidence that might say smile anyway, even if you don't feel like it, and you will yeah. feel better. But... Uh, a genuine, heartfelt joy yeah. uh, shall be upon their heads. Uh, wonderful, wonderful insight there. You know, when you're going through times of sadness that lead to depression, and when you go to the ultimate end of that, and as you've been reflecting there, Cole, uh, people suiciding, uh, you hope that something intervenes there. Because not just the sadness, but the hard times that people face. And I'm just yeah. thinking of, uh, I spoke to... Peter Hammond, uh, he's a, a wonderful missionary guy in Africa, in right. some of the hardest places yes. in Africa. He's been shot at, <laughs> I think he's been shot actually, uh, you know, the actual bullets in the flesh and tortured. And I remember asking him about him telling the story of being waterboarded. You know, waterboarded mm. is a torture. Yes, uh, right. You know, yep, put yep. The, the rag over your face, yes, pouring no, water, yes. and you have this uh, sensation of drowning. And yes. I asked him at the time, I said, how did you feel? You know, were you afraid when you were imminently about to lose your life uh, because you felt drowning? You know, and he was able to reflect on this sense of the peace of God and yes. not even being in fear because... His heart was turned to God. His faith was in Christ. He knew with assurance that his salvation is true and he was able to face anything. So not just sadness, but in those hardest of times, and we might not know until we hit the hard times, but 
to anticipate. I guess you can practice the joy of the Lord. Any thoughts here about preparing? Because we're headed for hard times. Listeners today to our conversation will be hitting some hard times over this next year. Uh, Practice joy because we need to prepare. Well, like you said, there's over 300 scriptures, actually 365. So there's one for every day of of the week, one for every day of the year. So obviously God is smarter than we are, and he talks about that joy. But the thing is, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. And fruit, you know, you don't have to try to produce fruit. An apple tree doesn't go, oh, I'm going to make an apple. Hey, you just water it, nurture it, and the, and the fruit grows naturally. And I just think as we understand the grace of God, the mercy of God, the, how much God loves us, you know, it brings joy. It brings joy to your heart. I mean, think about it. You know, okay, uh, what it's going to, even when it's time to go to be with the Lord, I mean, what is it going to be like? The, the people that have actually experienced it, the colors, the music, the love, the joy. I mean, like, hello. And that's what we see. The world doesn't have that expectation. They don't have that at all. So they're going to be depressed. But you and I, we've got that expectation. We know where we're going. It's appointed unto all men to die and then the judgment. Uh, Then there is life ongoing after dying. That's where we talk about our hope in Christ because even though we'll face those difficulties, our hope in Christ will sustain us through whatever hard times come. Cole, running out of time, um, there are some, no doubt, who will be thinking, well, I used to have this sort of joy and I've lost it. How do I get it back? Uh, what are your thoughts? Perhaps this is maybe a practical part of the conversation, but getting your joy back, how do you do that? Well, I can tell you, what, what are you listening to? I prayed for a young guy at Kingaroy the other day, 13 years old, that is terrified of the end times. Uh, so I said, well, I can tell you what you're watching. You're watching YouTube. You're watching, you know, people doomsday. I said, get away from that. What you need is to get back, renew your mind to the Word of God. So we get into Scripture, you know, the, the living word of God, that's what, that's what uh, James says, you know, count it all joy. Or what does scripture tell us? Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you might, what, prove the good, the acceptable, the perfect will of God. God's perfect will for us is love, joy, peace. But you have to do something. The world is constantly bombarding us. Turn the TV on, the radio on, look at a newspaper, no matter where you go, constantly bombarding Hey, how do you? I'm at a funeral. Three of your beautiful little blonde curls used to stand in church with his. How, how do you explain that? The only way we can explain it that he's with the Lord, that he's running down, hey, he's playing with the Lord now, he's running through, you know, green grass and Jesus is playing with him. That's the only way. I mean, the world doesn't have that, but that brings you the joy, the expectation. And as, like I say here, as James says, count it all joy. Focus on joy. Lead it before you. Last thing before you go to bed. First thing in the morning, focus on joy, the good things. Look, let's squeeze in one last call as someone who's called in. Nick is in Adelaide. Hi, Nick. Welcome along. How are you going, boys? Good. <laughs> Nick, what are your thoughts? Cole. I love your book. I bought three of them, and I've given them to different people. There's so much in this book that people should... Uh, it should be handed out to schools, and it should be... Uh, some of it should be read at Anzac Day, too. 
Um, uh, yeah, I'm just amazed. Uh, for all my life, I'm trying to work out why is Australia the lucky country. After reading this book, I understood very well. Uh, we look after Israel and serve Israel, and God will look after you. Hey, thanks, Nick. And uh, uh, great to see that Netanyahu just got back in in Israel. So, uh, uh, anyway, I, I was pleased about that. Anyway, thank you, Nick. Thanks for your, your thoughts. Yes, and uh, Nick, appreciate your call. Yes, uh, interesting times and uh, people thinking of, you know, as you say, Australia and our attitude to Israel. Well, uh, you know, there's a few things that are uh, happening uh, that rocking the boat a little bit there on uh, people feeling a confidence about uh, our Labor government and their commitment to Israel, having just walked away from a recognition of West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. So anyway, we'll follow through some of those things uh, along those lines. That's a little bit of a sideline to our conversation today. But just to mention for listeners uh, to get a hold of this new book that we are mentioning today, Cole Stringer, his new book, Whatever Happened to Joy? He who laughs last, lasts and lasts. It might be the sort of book you might want to get a hold of. You can get a hold of it in the store when you go to vision.org.au. Good Christmas present. There's a sales pitch from Cole Stringer. And might I say, too, there's lots of books. And, Cole, when you say you've written 30 books now... Uh, some of those books that come to mind, 800 Horsemen, you've won some awards for these books, yeah. The Anzac Spirit, Fighting Mackenzie, Anzac Chaplin, and Billy, the one you released just a couple of years ago, the story of the young Aboriginal boy who rides off to join the light horse. Uh, yes, those books are available too in Vision Store. Uh, Cole, appreciate you taking some time to share your thoughts and heart with us today on 2020. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.